and welcome to Dice and a Slice, the only D&D 5e podcast powered by Baked Goods. My name is Joshua Gould. I am your dungeon master, hat wearer, and regrettably, I'm no longer blonde. I'm joined tonight by an apology for a cake that I have baked, but is not yet dressed, so I cannot comment on the quality of the cake. That's a naked cake. <laughs> it's a naked cake. It's, it's caked. It's caked. Caked. Uh, it's a Victoria sponge Ooh. that will have some beautifully made strawberry jam. Jam that was made by Alicia's Nan. Nan's jam. Nan Ooh. jam. It never gets less weird. I knew that yeah. would get Tom again. I knew it. I knew the second I said it. And some lovingly hand-whipped buttercream icing mm-hmm. on half of it. Especially for One me. One half will have buttercream icing. The other won't. Because I don't fuck with it. See. It's, it's so good, though. It's, it's just too creamy and buttery. No, it's gorgeous. Then you're not putting enough sugar in it. If it tastes like butter, you're you're too light on your sugar. <laughs> if it no, tastes like butter, hey, See, butter I like butter. it tasting like butter. If, if your buttercream icing tastes like butter, that means you've used butter. No, but if you put more icing sugar in it, then it, you lose that like butter taste, and it just tastes like delicious, sweet, fluffy goodness. I have to agree with Alicia here. I think... Thank you. The more I think about it right now, the more I hate the concept despite the fact that I know that I like buttercream ice cream. Oh yeah, the thought I'm of just having like whipped mm. butter in a cake feels gross and yeah. awful. I've never thought about it before and now I have and now yeah. I'm like, well, why am I here? But what else are you going to put on it? <laughs> just icing sugar and water? I guess you put butter on toast, don't you? It's just a different kind of dough with butter yeah, on it. it's just not as thick, isn't it? Here's a wild idea that I've just had. Marshmallow fluff. I've never no. had that. Have you never had marshmallow fluff? Never in my life and everyone bangs oh. on about it. Do you know what? It's because it comes in such big tubs. I always feel like I can't justify buying a giant tub in case I hate it. I'll Mm. buy a giant tub because I have been known to eat that with a spoon. I don't know why, but I kind of feel it makes me slightly uncomfortable. Marshmallow fluff. Like, it's cushion, isn't it? That's what it is, but in the spread. See, I imagine it more like cloud. Mm. It's just like melted marshmallow, like when when you put them over the fire... And the inside melts. I rescind my discomfort. That sounds delightful. Doesn't it? See, I'm really hit or miss on whether or not I even like marshmallows. I like mini ones or I will like a big one if it's been like toasted. But just like a plain big marshmallow, I find just a bit claggy and too much. I do like it char-grilled over a fire. Oh yeah, you toast that and then it gets all melty inside mm-hmm. and crispy burnt sugar around the outside. Mm-hmm. That's pristine. Yeah, so my name's Jazz and I play Skylar. Uh, I'm experimenting with what I can put in vanilla ice cream. You have not brought another fucking ice cream slice. I will revolt. <laughs> I will start a revolution on this podcast against ice cream being used as a slice. No, no, no. Hear me out. Uh, uh, you say hear me out, but I, I, I guarantee that the reasoning that you have that you think is really justified is not. (laughs) I am on the edge of my seat. You are all gonna have such regrets because it's actually a warmed up slice of stem ginger cake. Oh, okay. With vanilla ice cream and toffee sauce drizzled on top. There's a baked right. slice in there, right. so that's right. fine. <laughs> Except the ice cream is an accessory. When you said a warmed up piece of stem ginger, I thought that was where it was, it was going to stop. Yeah. yeah, me too. And I was just going to be like, that is wild. Oh. That is wild, Jazz. But no, that actually tracks. 
I, yeah. I, you know. I have to ask, sorry, what is, how is a stem ginger cake different to regular ginger cake? So, like, I don't know what stem ginger is. No, me neither. It's just more gingery. It's like a younger part of ginger. It's basically a ginger loaf, but then on the top it's got, like, chunks of the ginger. Oh, so yeah, see, gin- ginger cake I can get on board with. Chunks of ginger, I'm out. Tapped mm. out instantly. Oh, Absolutely oh, not. No. I oh, love it. I love it when my food hurts. My, my grandparents, when I was a kid, uh, didn't have sweets in the house ever. They had uh, candied ginger oh, and yeah. peppermints, like mint imperials. Um, mm-hmm. And honestly, both of those things are like top tier for me. They oh, are fantastic. I fucking love things. mint imperials. Honestly. I love oh. crystallized ginger. Oh. Hi, my name's Tom. <laughs> and I play Bodhi on this wonderful podcast of ours. My slice today, I have to be entirely honest. I haven't eaten because I'm very ill and my body hurts. So my slice will be a slice of life. Uh, Is it that you're sick? Because you've yeah. just sort of blown the load on that one. Yeah. But I do yeah. have I do have a bottle of Night Nurse um, to uh, to help me on my way to Slumbertown tonight, which is going to be real good, real good times for Tom. <laughs> Well, hi, I'm Alicia. I play Tala, and my slice today is a delicious slice of quesadilla because Josh has the unfortunate experience of living with an autistic person who likes to eat like the same four meals and expressed today that he was bored with all the things we eat, which I get. So he made quesadillas for dinner, which we've never made before, and they are delicious. It was not an authentic recipe. Oh, so now you've got five meals. Do you know what? The list is much longer than five, but they are often variations of the same thing. Sure. Eight of them are all pasta, mm. and then the other seven are rice. You know, like quesadillas is a sandwich. You've got you've got rice pasta and sandwich. I think that's good. I think that's a I good... think that's a healthy balance diet. <laughs> yeah. I think that's absolutely. I managed true. to put five vegetables in this quesadilla as well. Wow! Like I don't want to underplay my achievement. Damn. One of the things that I've put on this list is just stuff with mash because Josh <laughs> makes really nice mashed potato that I don't eat apart from when Josh makes it. But sometimes he's done it with like fish before. Sometimes he does it with with like a weird pie thing. And like I don't often care what it is. I'm like there's just good. something with good. mash. I don't do mash. But oh, have Josh's mash because I don't do mash either. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll try it. I'll try Josh's mash. I'll I'll, I'll He does like a mash. garlic butter mash. He also does Ooh, cheesy yeah. garlic butter mash, yeah. and oh, it's just yeah. so. We have good. both kinds: cheesy and garlic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Skylar, why don't you catch us up with what happened last time? We approached the kind of spooky island and couldn't quite figure out what was going on. All that we knew was that it was empty and that the trees were really creepy and looked like people. So we spent a while sort of like looking around, trying to figure out what was going on. Then eventually trouble showed up and we started fighting the the grung and he kind of went down pretty easy and it was sort of like, oh, but then it was a real case of spoke too soon and he sort of like started to stretch and morph and change. It was a really intense fight. People were being eaten and then spat back out. It was not a good time for us, but eventually through the power of teamwork, it all came to a head as I shot it just as I wanted. So uh, now the grung's dead. And then we realized that we were stood in a beige hallway. Meanwhile, within the bowels of a granite fortress run by people that were once called inmates, Shimmer perches on an iron bar, peering out between the holes of a mesh wire cage at a solitary weed growing between the cracks in the flooring, patiently waiting for the right time.
after slaying the Grung and watching the Grung essentially dissipate into nothing, the three of you are sat in a beige hallway on some very uncomfortable pseudo-leather chairs. It's not quite leather, it's a bit hard to be leather. And down the hallway, you can hear the sounds of someone shouting. Oh, God. What are they shouting? It's muffled. You can't hear what they're saying. But it sounds like someone is... It's like a like a, a telling off or an, or an angry shouting. This isn't Tala's first thought, but Alicia's first thought is, um, what are we wearing, please, DM? It's an excellent question. Hey. I'm desperate to know. Me above table is like, what the fuck is my beige outfit? When Bodhi, you're pretty much wearing uh, what you were before. Skylar is wearing a uh, pair of black slacks, quite high waisted. There's a, there's a rather fetching belt on it. Sure. He's got a he's got a large silver. I mean, Skylar, you don't know what it is, but we we would know on his on his wrist. He's wearing a large silver watch All that's right. got like a crescent moon. Of in course. It. Interesting. It's a reference to Moontooth, your sword, <gasps> and oh. you have a, sort of just a white, clean white shirt, but you've got a you've got a red blazer over the top. Ooh. I cannot believe you didn't use this opportunity to put Skylar in the waistcoat that we've always dreamed he was in. Oh, I didn't. <laughs> oh, you're right. Um, and also there's also there's a waistcoat. <laughs> I look like a page boy. A page man. A, pa- a page man, that's right. Of course, Skylar, you are not the 20-year-old equivalent that you were <gasps> oh, yeah, at the end fuck. of the last session. Oh, shit, of I reminded course. you that you felt yourself rapidly age oh, yes. to be a 50-year-old equivalent. Ooh. He's gone from twink to zaddy. He has gone from twink to zaddy. <laughs> Anyone looking at Skylar would see that he has got some streaks of grey running through his hair. Sexy. Smile lines, laugh lines. Does he still have the undercut? Does still have the undercut. <laughs> and an overcut. It's and an overcut. slightly. There are so many cuts. <laughs> Tala, you are wearing a sensible Ew. black pantsuit. <laughs> with, most notably, ridiculously proportioned shoulder pads. Hell nice. yes. Nice. You have got uh, heeled boots on that you suspect make an impressive noise when you walk. Heck yeah. Tyler, roll me a wisdom saving throw. Do I still have advantage in this plane? No. Oh, that's a 25. Full of wisdom. Thank you. <laughs> hey. So there's this shouting going on down the corridor. You guys sort of see each other there. You've all got a briefcase with you. Oh, God, this is it. This is this is the place. What do you uh, mean, this is the place? What are you the talking are we? about? The place that I, I saw him. Oh. I saw him here. Oh, shit. I, I just, I just look at look at Skylar and kind of go, oh, um, and just <laughs> look down. <laughs> like I don't want to like draw attention to it, but at the same time, it's like you are older. I think as soon as Bodhi says this is where we've seen him, Tyler's like, right, what's in this briefcase? Is there anything that I can use as a weapon? So you open up your briefcase and it is empty, except for the pen, which is mightier than the sword. <laughs> no, there's no, there's not even a pen, unfortunately. Oh. It's a briefcase. Briefcase is a weapon then. <laughs> I think then Tala kind of catches Bodhi looking awkwardly and just looks at Skylar and kind of just tilts her head and is like, why does Skylar look different and we don't? I'm so glad you were the one to ask because I've been wanting to ask, but... Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling pretty, um, <laughs> like I want a nap. You're 50, not 80. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway. <laughs> I mean, is this, is this how you st- started? Or did you get younger? Maybe maybe this is just what Skylar looks like in this realm, you know? Maybe oh. office, maybe Skylar here is just different. I mean, our clothes are different, right? Has this ever happened? Bodie, did you change age? I mean, it, Skylar hasn't even seen himself yet. I, I know, but I've seen my hands. Liver spotted and, and claw-like, <laughs> according to you. No, <laughs> No, basically a mummy. 
Frank. No, you're a daddy. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't see myself last time I was here. Uh, I, maybe. Do I look different now? No, no. you look the same. Oh, balls. Um, as, as stressful as this is, um, I, I, I want to hear what that person is being yelled at for. Yeah, you're right. Like, you're right. guys, I know that you're going through like a crisis right now, but shut up. I'm eavesdropping. Like, I know you're having some like thing about being old, but like someone is about to lose their job and I'm I'm desperate to hear the tea on what's going down. <laughs> Just I've lost centuries from my life, but it's fine. You've got so many left though. So like, what's a few hundred years between friends? <laughs> Do I? Look at me. I'm nearly in the <laughs> Skyler, you currently look no older than you would say your father looks. Tala moves down the, I guess, down the hallway towards the shouting. Yep. You stand up and you walk down towards... Quietly. If you're going to do it quietly, I'm going to need you to roll a stealth check. Can't I just say I do it really quietly? What is this? City of Mist? <laughs> That's a 17. Yeah, you um walk quite quietly, clippy-cloppy shoes and all, down the <laughs> yeah. carpeted hallway. It is carpeted. Oh, good. Because of course it is. Not that you conceptually know what carpet is, but you know what a rug is. And you figure this is just like... Permanent rug. Yeah. This yeah. Perma rug. This is a furry floor. <laughs> you get down to the end, you still can't quite make out what's being said in this room. And you get to the end of the corridor and you sort of peek around, you see there is like a long curved table and there's some like sides around it. You see there's a woman sat there. She's got eyeglasses on. So it seems to be like tapping something with her fingers, uh, like rhythmically tapping it in some way, staring at a rock or a piece of glass or something. Okay. On occasion you hear like a bell ringing like a um, ring, 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 ring. and she'll pick up a rectangular object maybe it's a brick picks it up and like starts talking into it and then we'll put the brick down i think tyler just like hands at the hangs at the end of the hallway hoping for the others to follow we should probably follow yeah yeah let's do that yeah well hey listen i rolled a four on my stealth check uh so i i think Bodhi kind of made this joke about clicking joints and then just like tripped over the chair on his way over <laughs> Skylar delicately steps yeah. over you <laughs> as you fall flat on your face with a four with a 16 yeah okay 16 egg on, egg on face egg on face <laughs> he claps you on the back uh, unfortunately Bodie, as you fall over Tyler you see the person at the desk sort of looks up perplexed and turns in the direction of this corridor where you are doesn't see you she stands up, walks around the desk and starts heading in the direction that you guys are. Where is the shouting coming from? The shouting is coming from a room behind her. Should we just make a run for the room where the shouting is happening? Bodhi, do you know where we are or where we should go? Yeah, uh, so they took me straight through those doors last time I was here. So Do we just run? I, I mean, yeah, we can try. What are yeah, they gonna do what, what, what are they gonna do? This is a dream. They can't they can't hurt us in a dream. Tala squints and shrugs because she's like, I don't actually know the uh, <laughs> the laws here. She is coming right up to the corner. We're, we're gonna run past her to the doors. Alright, let's have athletics checks from everyone then, please. I rolled a fifteen. I rolled a fifteen, which is a twenty-three. Yeah, I got a nineteen. Nineteen, all very good. As this woman comes around the corner, you all just rush past. Tala, you push her out of the way with your enormous shoulder pads. <laughs> I don't Bodhi, mean to, like, but I think the shoulder pad is just bigger than I anticipate and it <laughs> yeah. accidentally clocks her. <laughs> Absolutely, it's almost farcical. Bodhi, you just scamper between her legs as she's stumbling and Skylar, you just elegantly step around mm -hmm. almost like you're doing a, a, a courtly dance mm -hmm. and you all rush towards the doors. So there's uh, there are two doors. There is a set of double doors and there is a single door. The shouting is coming from the single door. Single door, single door? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. The door is locked. Damn uh, it. Boot it. All right. Roll me an athletics check then, Tala. I can try and pick the lock. What? What's the assistant situation? Because if she's... Yeah, she, she is basically turned around and you hear her behind saying, oh, ex excuse me, um, 
you're not supposed to be here. Could you could you oh, get away from here? That'll be a boot it then. I feel like that's not a lock picking time. Yeah. She seems quite flustered and actually quite annoyed. Whilst this is happening, I go, um, oh, it's okay. We've met before. We've met before. You know, I'm just going to see the... the, the um, it's 22. 22. Tyler, you, you look behind, see this woman running up. Skyler, you start getting out your thieves' tools. And Tyler, just you put a boot through the door. My heeled boot. <laughs> the door swings open and you all look in and it's a long beige corridor and there are some seats on the side of it and you can hear this like muffled shouting coming from the other end of the corridor. Bodhi, you're dressed like a substitute teacher and your shoes are like crocodile leather. Skylar, you've kind of got a red jacket, you've got black trousers, uh, there's probably a waistcoat situation going on there. You're older than you were before. Tyler, you're wearing like a black pantsuit and you've got some really large shoulder pads. Are we seeing those versions of ourselves or are you just repeating what we experienced because we're now back? Oh no, you see those versions of yourself. Ooh, Is the woman still behind us? Do you want to look? Yes. Yep, you turn and look and uh, there's nothing behind just you. Just nothing. Just just a... There's an absence of thing. Did the shouting ever get louder as we came closer to the door before we were then? It did not. So it was always just this weird distant yelling. Yep. I think Tala looks at herself and kind of is like, oh, I think the shoulder pads work. Because <laughs> obviously she can't actually see herself. So she briefly is like, that's, that's a good look. I'm the three figures sitting on the seats turn and look at the three of you. On the Bodhi, you see there is no face. <gasps> on the Skylar, you see that there is no face. No, oh, hate that. On the Tala, you see there is a face. <gasps> and the face is crying, oh. weeping, sobbing. Oh. Not making any noise, just shaking her head and looking at you. Oh, I hate that. The Tala can't speak. Does she like respond if we like wave in front of her face? She's looking at you and the impression you get is that she's just saying, no, don't. What the fuck? And the, are the Skylar and Bodhi just like black holes? It's just like, just like flesh. Oh, 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 hey, oh, worse, worse than the black okay, hole. Okay, I hate this. Shall we beat them up? <laughs> no, don't beat me up. I, I'm already I, crying. What the fuck, Bodhi? Uh, look, I, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm seeing with me without a face. Yeah, I'm freaking out a so little bit. So in the room, you see a tall man with his hair pushed back. He's got a black face this. and a huge smile. The same room. Stomping around. Oh, no, it's a different room. What? Um, he is stomping around and... And he is yelling into one of these rocks. And you look, and Bodhi, you were here before. He's got all these like bits of polished glass that show different moving pictures. Some of these bits of polished glass uh, have been broken. They are shattered. His glasses had stuff thrown at it or, or whatever. They are, they are just shattered. He is yelling and shouting behind you. The assistant is walking in saying, look, just, just leave. Could you please? He's in a very important call at the moment. And what is he saying? He's basically saying, look, you've been trusted with something incredibly important. And I cannot believe that you have disappointed me like this. You will not get an opportunity to disappoint me again. Now, if this happens, you know what will come of you and of your family, and you know what will happen to the rest of us. Am I clear? He folds the rock in half <laughs> the and puts it in some sort of pocket and turns to the door. Now, this hair that you assume, Skylar and Tala, is always pushed back and kept quite neatly. There's just like a few strands of it that are like dropping in front of the face. I mean, the face is completely Ooh. dark. All you can make out is this smile. That there's a tie around his neck or like an implication of a tie, but like one button is undone. The tie is a little bit off kilter. It wouldn't take too much thought to assume that this person is quite stressed. Says to the assistant, they're not supposed to be here. And she says, I, I'm, I'm, I'm so, I'm so, look, I'm just trying to get them out of here. And he says, you three have caused no end of trouble to me. In fact, leave them here, won't you? 
she steps back and goes to her table. Tyler's literally on the edge of throwing a punch. She is just like, I mean, we've agreed that you can punch a god. So when do I start punching? He sits down at a large leather chair behind a big sprawling desk, mm-hmm. pushes his hands through his hair. <sighs> what can I do for you? Before we answer... DM, Mm. I have a question that might be completely irrelevant, but might be the most relevant thing. Sure. When we're looking at each other, Tala is still Tala, I am still me, and Skylar is still Skylar. Like, like... As far as you can tell, yeah. We are an elf, a triton, and a halfling. Yep. That's all. I have a question. Now that we're all in the beige office, do our rings work? Yeah, your rings work. Ah. Why are we here again? I assume you came to see me. And who are you? That's a complicated question, Skylar. Uh, There are many names for me. I only need one. Well, your people once called me Ralage. (laughs) Of course they fucking did. (laughs) I believe Tala's people call me Axel. Although to be fair, Ralage would be wrong. It'd be Larage. Yes. It's been so long since I was called that. Uh, I think you should give me one good reason not to kill you where you stand. You're more than welcome to try. Great, Tala's going to throw a punch. Oh boy. Tala, you throw a punch and you just spin in this uh, swivelly chair. In his chair? Am I now in his chair? No, you're put in your own chair. Oh. You're all in chairs now. Oh. They're all spinny. It's very comfortable. Oh dear, he's really flexing. Is is this just your way of sulking because we got rid of your pet toy in Oasis? Is that what this is? A crack in the smile forms. <gasps> you know, when I first met your good friend, Jonathan, Aww. I promised him a deal. All he had to do was help me out and he was doing a wonderful job of doing so. And then he decided to take another offer, go another way, which is fine. All part of the plan. Since then, I've been keeping an eye on you, as is my wont. However, you have gone from irritant to nuisance to pain in the arse. Um, A single bit of paper floats onto his desk, which he looks down at, signs, then puts it into his outtray. Can any of us see what was on that? Bodhi probably can't, but the two of you probably could. Um, It's an HR form uh, for use of vulgar language. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So I suppose... I mean, I haven't summoned you here. None of you are asleep, so I don't quite know why you're here. I'm sure it's not for a job interview. Hold on. You know everything. Mm. Apparently not. Oh, mm. the fallibility of God, say. Oh, God's is a rich term, <laughs> Bodhi. Come on now. It's also incorrect, Bodhi. Uh, go oh. on then, what? I'm not a God. What are you? Well, that'd be telling. In short, I'm a businessman. <sighs> if I've not summoned you here and you've not willed yourselves here, that means you must be here for another reason. Now, you mentioned my pet. Yeah, gross thing. I have lots of pets. What are you talking about? An oasis. The grung. Turns around, looks at the glass monitors reaches behind and picks up a like a glass tumbler, swills it, knocks back whatever was in there and just shatters it in his hand. Oh boy. I see. And why did you do that? I'll let you guess. Because you wanted all of the elves to be subjected to the ravages of time, because you wanted your kin to be cut off from their sources of power. Hang on, time. What what ex- what exactly was going on in Oasis? Oh, I see. Leans back in his chair. So Little Skylar Sticks runs away from Oasis, telling people that there's a cult. Gets a small army on a boat and makes their way over to it. Charges in, rushes into a temple, liberates it, annoying but not inconvenient, and then kills an incredibly powerful employee of mine without knowing what they're doing. 
Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I'm here like, did, did we do good? Tell, <laughs> tell us we did good. <laughs> I'd take aging over being in a cult. Not many would. It's not that bad. We ain't going against the natural order of things. That's not how this works. And what is the natural order, Skylar? Not whatever you're doing. What is nature other than something that was created by another being? I am not creating, I am preserving things how they once were. So what, you're trying to stop time? No, Skylar. I'm trying to stop death. Why? All that'll do is end up in a stagnant world of people using all the resources, overpopulating. I don't mean the death of people or animals or plants. And what are you talking about? I mean the death of the plains, of the universe, the death of all things that have ever or will ever exist at the hands of a lazy, aged, incompetent being who put themselves in charge of something and then delegated responsibility to those who had even less reason to be doing so. It sounds like you've really got your panties in a twist about the other gods being picked over you. They weren't picked over me. I took umbrage with them. Sure. I, I, would, I would give that line too. Do you know what makes a god powerful? Talassa. I mean, gods is not my strongest suit. So no. She just kind of holds his gaze. A god is made powerful by the belief in them. When people stop believing in a god, that god stops having power over people. Individual liberty. Lost because they stopped believing in something. So you're annoyed that people stopped believing in you? Yeah, you're not got any friends anymore. How interesting. No one needs to believe in me because I am. Although more and more people believe in me every single day, it doesn't make me any stronger. Because you're not a god. Because I'm not. A god. That works well for us, because gods are notoriously difficult to kill. Oh yes. And is that hurting your ego? Not at all. Really? It's very liberating not being a god. I don't know, I feel like middle management positions are mm. always kind of salty. You hit the glass ceiling. Yeah. It's all glass round here. Just like your ego? I have no ego. Okay. I am an absence of ego. Sure. There is no ego left of me. I think Bodhi has been very quiet ever since Axel said that uh, belief is what keeps gods around and thinking about one specific god. He's been sort of deep in thought mm. and he sort of says, where is this place? Uh, roll my persuasion check. 23. We're between officers at the moment. Listen, I appreciate the theatrics. Theatrics. But I think we're all tired. You're tired of us foiling your plans. We're tired of having to foil them and it being so, <laughs> so easy to do so. Just tell us what it is you want so that we can try and stop you and you can try and stop us stopping you, and then we can all go back to normal. Mm -hmm. How about that? Absolutely. Here's my offer. Just go back to your lives as they were before, and nothing bad will happen to you, or your family, or your loved ones. My plan is to stop everything from spinning out of control. At the moment, all of the powers that be are fractured, working against each other, not focusing on what's really important which is the preservation of existence. And I think you'd have to be a fucking idiot, a bit of paper lands on his desk, fucking idiot to not appreciate that existence is far more important than the lives of a few people. But aren't you the one fracturing everything? Yeah, ain't this your fault? The mists. Corrupting everything. No, it's not mine at all. You can roll an insight check if you like. Yeah. I would absolutely like to. <gasps> Natty Twent. 
plus six. Oh, no. The crit fail. Natty seven. <laughs> I'm, too, I'm too pissed. Skylar, Bodhi, you are both taken aback by this revelation. Tala, there is an element of truth in what he's saying, but he's not saying everything. I mean, come on. If you're trying to convince us that you're a good guy doing good things... You've got to give us more than vague ideas and questionable sentences, you know. Hmm. You're saying you're not the problem, but you've given us no evidence to say that you're not the problem. Mm-hmm. And all the evidence we've seen is that you're the one fucking everything up. Mm-hmm. Here's the problem. It's very difficult to give evidence to prove a negative. I'm sure you can produce a litany of evidence of things that suggest that I'm the problem. Why are all your followers doing shit things if you reckon you're trying to fix everything? You say, oh, go back to your normal life. I can't do that because of you. That's your fault. Mm -hmm. You've ruined my city. So it's my fault that I made a deal with someone and in order to enact that deal, they've done terrible things. Yeah. Someone else's actions are my responsibility. Because you made a deal with them to make that possible for them, of course. Ah. It depends on the terms of the contract. I see. Well, I'll bear that in mind. Scourge isn't really the kind of name that you'd want to sign a deal with. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Well, no, he gave that name himself. Of course he fucking did. But you gave him the power to do what he does now and you're just super chill with that. That's a very interesting point. Am I chill with it? No. Can I stop him from doing that? Also, no. Okay, you have to take responsibility for some of this because you are not without fault. Yes, what are my faults exactly? You are inciting these people to do these things. Like, whether or not you are taking responsibility for the exact choices that they make with the free will that they have, you are still putting things on the table that are making it feel as though that is something they have to do. So the actions of some people who claim to follow my doctrine are my responsibility? Absolutely. Interesting. Also, look at the people who you're targeting with your offers. I never heard from you not once, because I'm a good person. You're selecting. And yet, what's that? Criminals or people who are emotionally vulnerable suddenly hear from you? Oh, wow. What a great guy you are, taking advantage. And and which of those is Bodhi? Is he a criminal or someone who's emotionally vulnerable? I don't know what he was like when you met him. And which of those is, uh, is Cass? Tyler, is she a criminal or is she... <sighs> emotionally vulnerable. I think Tyler squints because in Tyler's mind, she's like, Cass would absolutely never be someone that Axel would contact. So I think Tyler just kind of squints at him and just holds his gaze, like trying not to give too much away. And actually, now I come to think of it, I mean, is Tiny a criminal? I suppose he was. Pat's definitely done crime. The point is, you're not targeting nice people going, hey, let me give you some power so you can go and do good in the world. You're saying, hey, want to fuck up civilization? Oh, do a deal with me. And they what, sign off their life to you? And you know what? If you're trying to like convince us or at least act like you're on your high horse, you should say what deals you've made. So in order for you to go into business with me, you need to know the details of all of my other business dealings? We need to know what the typical terms of the contracts That's are. That's not really business. Go on then, make a deal, sell it to us. What do you want? How do you want it? I've not offered you any terms or anything. All I've said is, I won't harm you if you leave me alone. But how can we leave you alone? Because from where we're sitting, you're trying to end the universe. I can't convince you otherwise, can I? Well, apparently you can do anything. Does existence still exist? Yes or no? Currently. You are welcome. Oh, for fuck's sake. But it's getting worse, (laughs) and it's your fault. Is it my fault? You're not telling us how it's not your fault. What the fuck have you actually done? 
Go what on, tell us. You're you're attacking all the gods. They're all getting messed up. I am not in the business of removing people's individual liberties or their personal choices. You're not answering my question. I am not in the business of punishing people based on a morality code that I invented. Oh fuck me, he's a centrist. That's absolute <laughs> horseshit. So so what's up with all the other gods then? Because it seems like you're messing with all of them so that they can't do their work. You're disrupting the natural order of things. Skylar, if you're on a hunt and there is a deer that has a broken leg, what do you do? Yeah, you take it down. In the business world, if there's a business that is failing, other businesses or the state, not so much a fan of the state myself, other businesses intervene and save that business, saves people's jobs. So you're trying to tell us that you're saving the other gods? Because the gods are broken. No. I'm saving the people that follow those gods. I'm saving those people that live under the protection of that god. Because that god is no longer fit for purpose. And how are you doing that? By not letting them die. How are you doing that? Are you asking for the specifics? Yeah, yeah, I, I am. how I am maintaining yeah. a universe? Yeah, how are you doing it? How are you breathing, Skylar? By inhaling and exhaling. Great. With my lungs. I am maintaining a universe by closely communicating with a series of interested parties, each of whom have responsibilities to maintain the integrity of that. And how are they doing that? You do more than inhale and exhale. So hang on, so what, what are you saving people who follow the gods from? Because we were fine. You weren't. What makes you- I, I was fine. Bodhi was mostly oh my fine. Oh gods. All you... three of you uh, find yourselves sat in the middle of a swamp. In Oasis, there are some little, like, glowing mushrooms that have popped up all around you. You are wearing, uh, sort of the clothes you were wearing before. I'm gonna drop a stitch. I'm so fucking pissed. Skylar throws his crochet down. I am. He's like, he, is anyone around? Uh, yeah, there's, there's, there's quite a lot of people around. Are the crew there? Alfred, Lizette, Matteo, Kelsey, Pad, and Tiny are all there. Do they look surprised to see us if we just, like appeared out of the air or do they seem like we've been there the whole time it seems as though you have appeared at the same time that they have appeared okay um, as though no additional time has passed basically around you is the city of oasis trees uh rubble no there's no rubble and actually there's loads of stone buildings not sandstone but like granite stone this build this the rubbles that were here before were sandstone these are this is not rubble it's it's buildings. There are people who are perplexed. There's no screaming, there's no panic. These people are just incredibly perplexed and confused looking around. There are glowing mushrooms everywhere. There are flowers sprouting out the top of some of these houses. There are unusual plants that have cropped up, ferns that seem to have scales on them. Ooh. And most notably of all, there are four temple guards stood around you speaking in a language that only, well, all of you can understand, but Skylar, you recognise as Sylvan. I'm so fucking what, what about the buildings that were resurrected? Are they still They are there. Here, that, that have, like, risen from the ground? Are they still, like... They look like they are in incredibly good nick. Do all the elves around us look older? The elves all do look older. Skylar just, he just kicks a rock. He's so pissed. Yeah. He's like, that... Ah, absolutely obnoxious son of a bitch. Oh good, you don't like the you don't like the guy. Fantastic. That's all I wanted. <laughs> He's just like he thinks that he can just look at us and be all like, "Well, well, 
Well, and yet, it, like, like that means that he's so much more superior than he's having a whole fucking rant. He's just off on one. I think, I think, um, Bodhi's been very, very quiet throughout all of this and just says, What if he was telling the truth, though? Oh, hello. Welcome aboard. You look a little shaken up. Is everything all right? This place, it's the middle bit. It's where I, Josh, speak to you, the listener, about all sorts of real-world goodness. Don't worry. There are no meeting rooms in here. Nothing weird at all, actually. Relax, and I think you should probably have a bracing cup of coffee to perk you up. Firstly, a little shout out for a video project that Alicia and I have worked on with the Methodist Church of Great Britain. We both feature in their heartwarming Christmas advert. A huge thanks to them for getting us involved and we'd love it if you can make your way over to the Methodist Church UK social media channels or YouTube to enjoy the almost John Lewis advert level of cute that we brought to the screen. Next, a personal little shout out to the one and only Benicillin. At Dyson Slice, we love supporting our artist friends and Ben is one of the very best. With a unique, unmistakable style which you may already know Ben from, from his Tokens for That Game series that we promoted not so long ago. Well, if you're heading to MCM Comic Con this December, you can find Ben. Make sure you stop by and say hi and check out his brand new dark festive comic series Warrior Claws, which is just as epic as it sounds. Finally, On The Spot is a brand new online improv comedy show featuring the aforementioned Josh, Alicia and Ben. We're joined by Steve and Annalise as well for online Whose Line Is It Anyway style comedy shenanigans. Make sure you're following On The Spot on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram by finding On The Spot HQ and following us on Twitch at On The Spot Improv to catch our next show and to join in the madness. And while you're on the socials, why don't you check that you're following us at Dyson Slice, D-I-C-E-N-A-S-L-I-C-E, on all those lovely platforms where you can get questions over to us for our Q&A episode that will be coming out hopefully later this year. We'll post a prompt on there soon to remind you, but if you're in our Discord, you can find the Q&A channel made exactly for this purpose. A big shout out as well to Rooney, Ben and Chris for their support on Ko-Fi. We super duper appreciate it so much, so, so, so much, so much more than you could possibly even know. And hey, we hope you enjoyed the previous Halloween specials with Naomi and Fiona, who are both fantastic and really grabbed the bull, well, dog by the horns, uh, tail. Lastly, I'd like to give a huge thanks to Alicia, who I've heard is actually three editors in a trench coat, which explains the quality of the podcast, or maybe she's just that good. And now, back to the action. Bodhi's been very, very quiet throughout all of this, and just says, what if he was telling the truth, though? He's an asshole. But telling the truth, how? I mean, what did he actually tell us? He didn't tell us jack shit. But we didn't, we didn't know jack shit. I mean, everything that we've done, Right, we've done with faith and with all of ourselves, but have we ever actually stopped to look at what's 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 happening? I mean, I I, I know I look. I'll be the first to say that his followers are not good people. The gods know I was part of Scourge's crew. Skylar claps him on the shoulder. But the mists have rolled in, right? Whilst we have been helping, there's nothing to say that we haven't been to blame for that, for fighting for the gods. I know, I, I know that you have strong feelings about the gods, and I know that I don't, but I don't know, is it just worth, is it worth us just taking a second, taking a moment to breathe and just assessing the situation? Because what he offered was not a terrible deal, if what he offered was truth. Can you trust him? Well, what, what he offered was he won't hurt us if we don't keep hurting him. 
and the world would still go on. So he says. Oh. He gave us no answers. He gave us not one single concrete, this is what I've been doing, this is why. If he was actually a good guy, if he was actually fighting for the good of all life on this planet, the universe, the lot of it, he would actually tell us what he needs us to do, what he's having other people do. He wouldn't be shifty, he wouldn't be sneaking around because he'd have nothing to hide, but he does have something to hide, so that is why he is not telling us all of it. So I don't trust him as far as I can throw him. Look, all I know is that we know nothing and we try and we're trying to do good, but Don't let him get in your head. Hey, look, I I don't trust him either, but Bodie has a point in that we are very much flying blind. We have been flying blind since the start. Mm-hmm. And all we've had to go on are cryptic messages that we've been told. And you know, I've had my own dreams and seen my own shit, but He's also now telling us cryptic messages. Yeah, there's a lot of cryptic shit going on. Like, no one's telling us yeah. nothing, and it really I'm, don't I'm help. I'm not saying, you know, oh, he sounds like a great guy, let's believe everything he says, but I don't think we can discount what Bodhi is saying. No, and I don't mean that, Bodhi. I don't want you to think that I'm saying that, like, you're, you're wrong. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, like, don't let him start to make you think that he's the good guy in this. I'm just tired and I just want to do good because I've done so much bad. Yeah. He like claps he like really like puts a heavy hand on his shoulder you're not just having to constantly make up for your past you can't live like that man. Yeah. 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 And I look around at all of the (laughs) very old elves (laughs) Hey 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 you know Aging is part of life. It's natural. Him trying to stop it, that's unnatural. Everybody dies. So, sure, I'm this age now. Sure, everyone over there is their age. Everybody dies. Everybody ages. Yeah. Trying to stop it ain't right. So don't feel guilty for having been part of something that revealed what was going on. Because this ain't wrong. Okay. I think uh, Bodhi just kind of like wipes his wipes his nose on his on his uh, on his cuff, uh, sort of brushes away uh, a couple of tears, and kind of goes, "Well, you know, um, if we want answers, I know somewhere that might be able to give them." Yeah, where? He looks over at the grung's skin and says, "Oh, Bud, roll me perception check." Oh no! Oh, no. no. Fifteen. There's no grung's skin. When the grung was killed, it balled up and started bouncing around like the like the incubus did, and then vanished. Oh, God. Skylar Rosa debt. <laughs> oh, the skin. Hmm? The skin, Skylar. The skin. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Fuck. We gotta kill a frog. <laughs> I think Tyler just, like, sighs and just, like... I mean, I'm not gonna say I told you so. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, just I mean, like, and she meant figuratively, right? No. <laughs> Are we sure? Some of these guards have turned and have looked at you and they are walking towards you now. Did, did Were we able to over t- overhear any of their conversation? Like, roll me a perception check. That is a 15. They were having a conversation along the lines of what the fuck is going on. Okay. Um, and then, who are these people? Why are they looking at each other but not saying anything? They weren't going like, oh no, the time warp is over. <laughs> oh boy, let us explain all the context of what's been happening. Yeah, that'd be really <laughs> they start walking over to you and they are all gesturing at Skylar as they say this. In fact, the, the lead one uh, says, I'm awful sorry, your majesty. We were perhaps wondering 
why uh, I, I know it's an audio medium but I wish everyone could have seen the, the <laughs> shook faces on all of us we just went <gasps> I, I was hoping if it isn't too much trouble that you could el- elucidate as to why we are here Skylar has never stood so tall in his entire life. Tyler's now trying to work out if Skylar's always been royalty or if it's just the, because he's got the crown. Tyler's like, mm. what? <gasps> yeah, right. Is he wearing the crown at the moment? Yeah. So he kind of like squints and looks around and is like, what's the last thing that you remember? Uh, I was doing my patrols uh, around the Fay Court and now we're here. What? What the fucking fuck? And you don't recognize this place? I recognize some of the structures and some of the... Some of the flora. Hmm. Sorry, how long has Skylar been your uh, king? Oh, I'm assuming that I'm not from here. Oh, so you're assuming that Skylar is the king because of the crown. You don't like Skylar. Skylar is king. (laughs) Shut up, King Skylar is wearing the uh, crown of the Stag's court, so. (gasps) Right, okay. That's right, I am. So hang on, who was king where you're from? Or queen? King Hyder, H-Y-T-E-R. Okay, and... Do you, like, follow a deity at all where you're from? There's a moment. You obviously can't see his expression. It's under a helmet. Oh, of course. Quirks his head and gestures to the clothes that he's wearing. Says, why, Yarl, of course. Okay. Good to know. Uh, Just out of interest, has anything unusual been happening in the fair court as of late? Not by our standards. Any, you know, rolling mists that if you go into it, you you might die and stuff like that? Not as far as I'm aware, and turns to the others and they all kind of shrug stormtrooperly. Okay. So where are we? You're an oasis. Or at least as far as I'm aware, we are. Looks around. You ever been here before? We're in the lost city of oasis. Why, yes Lo- you are. Uh, what do you know about this place? Roll me a persuasion check, Skylar. Do so at advantage. 22. Um, says, well, now I'm not a scholar. What I know about the, the lost, now found, I suppose, city of Oasis is that a number of our kin were, were living in it. And one day there was a, a cataclysm and it, well, it didn't disappear so much as it sort of broke off. That part of the Fey realm just broke off. And since then, nothing's been quite right, but we've been making do. Everyone's been aging a little faster, but other than that, and we assume that it's just been like a like a like a like a mortal tale, you know. <laughs> so what year is it, kind of, where you're from? Oh, we have one long existence. There are no days or nights. It's just okay. What it is. Wow, bleak. So you don't know how long you've existed? Of course not. Well, welcome, I suppose, to the lost city of Oasis. Lost now found. <laughs> lost now found. <laughs> I hope you have a great time here. Yeah. I'm terribly sorry, and I'm fully aware that this may be very rude. Are you some sort of uh, goblin or sprite? Oh, um, yeah, no, uh, actually, uh, quite rude. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, I do apologise. No, it's quite all right. I'm a, I'm a halfling. Okay. And clearly, this is and gesturing to Tyler, actually bowing, Skylar bowing more deeply than he did to you, gestures to Tyler and says, and obviously this is a member of the Fair Water Nymphs. I'll take it, sure. (laughs) Skylar, shouldn't you check that your family's all around? Yep, so I'm going to do a perception roll. Please do do a perception roll. 29. 29. Uh, Straight away, I'm going to tell you that you are actually, you reckon, in the exact place where the Grung's island would have been. Oh, okay. And as you sort of stand up and 
properly look around, you realize that most of the mushrooms and new plants and things like that are in this almost like crater now. Ooh, okay. You do see your family, right? but you don't recognize them at first. Yeah, because we're old. Yeah, your dad looks like he's in human equivalent 70s. Oof. Your mom is human equivalent 70s. Your sister is human equivalent like 40s. He's okay with it. They're all holding each other. And sort of like your dad still has this great axe that almost looks comical now in his in his hands. And they sort of raise raise an arm at you, Skylar, as they're waving. Yeah, he like holds up one hand and kind of sighs, feeling a bit tired but also relieved. Sure. He like looks round at the guards and anyone who's looking a bit kind of confused for being here. And he's like, I understand that uh Things have just gotten a whole lot more complicated. Some of us are a little bit confused and lost and not sure what's happening. So why don't we all just settle in for the night, introduce ourselves and gently try and piece this back together and hopefully everything will make a little bit more sense in the morning. They all sort of nod and start walking their way out of this trench. Yeah. You sort of get to the edge and you see, yeah, all the gathered elves and your family are there and they all, all three of them, uh, rush up to you, Skylar, before even asking if you are okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like a big bundle of sticks. <laughs> <laughs> so he, like, kind of hugs them, you know, hugs his sister tight and his mother, you know, nods to his father respectfully. I assume that there is, like, a town hall. Yeah, there's a central building with a big flat rock on it. Yeah, so he's gonna kind of lead the throng of confused people sort of that way because he is just like i've had it with this day (laughs) can i ask does skylar's parents recognize me and bodhi yeah okay i didn't know whether it's like for them it's like the day they met us was yesterday and they've just suddenly aged or whether they've like had Had a full life whether it feels like they they met us 50 years ago kind Mm. of thing you sort of walk off with them and you gather very quickly in basic conversation that everyone visually physically aged rapidly over the course of several minutes Mm. and they're sort of commenting on what an unusual and distressing Mm -hmm. day it's been you also all notice that alfred lizette mateo and kelsey are older as well the four of them obviously being elves as well oh my god what about poor Drelai oh Drelai can get to fuck (laughs) Drelai is a husk (laughs) Drelai just instantly died oh damn Thanos do any of them recollect the grung you do occasionally hear some people talking about the grung okay so it's not like it's been wiped from their memory yeah I'm saying okay like it's making more sense as it goes along and it absolutely isn't like I'm just trying to you know cope I'm saying okay and my brain is just going the whole time yeah (laughs) very stressful he would like to get everybody back to the town hall yeah he is going to assume uh the role of king <laughs> because he's an old man now um skylarami persuasion check advantage 21 almost everyone in the city that you are aware of gathers to the extent that there is not actually room in the town hall for them all that's okay but it is full of people a lot of them sort of talking excitedly some people like holding weird feathers and some of them like holding weird mushrooms they're just like animatedly discussing things um, there's a significant proportion of, of these guards there are enough guards to guard an entire city okay. oh, shit. there are new kinds of elves oh of varying pallors Notably, to Skylar and Tala, there are some very pale elves that somewhat resemble a elf that you once called Lullub. (gasps) 
now called Lamley. What? Right. How are you getting on? Not them specifically. <laughs> oh. These elves, some of these elves that have popped up resemble them. So they've just all fallen through. There are elves with bright pink skin. There are elves with almost like lime green skin. Blues and purples that sort of start to approach Triton-esque without actually going that far. Mm. A full colour spectrum, each more confused than the last. So we've got all the original Oasins mm-hmm. and also a fuckload from the Fae Court. It would appear so. Wow. And they are all gathering because because they were told that, gotta gather. I mean, you're the king. Mm-hmm. Skylar, you got the crown, bud. A lot of the Oasis elves, the ones that like know you to any extent, uh, like like Dane Bardo, for example, he's there. He'll come make his way down to the front and yell out to you like, Hey, Scarlet, uh, what's going on? That's what we're trying to figure out. All right, then. We're all going to just gather, stay close, just in case anything weird's going on further out of the town than this. Let's just get everybody in, everybody fared, and let's figure out what's going on. Dane nods averagely. I love Dane so much. He's an average fellow. And I think... Um, I would just, on her way past at some point, I'd, I'd just uh, grab Tyler and just say, um, hey, I, I, I just want you to know that no matter what my feelings are about the gods or about Axel, we're saving your people. The queen is not a good person. And even if it means destroying the world, <laughs> um, at least we can do for you and yours what we have done for Skylar and his. Thanks, Bodie. Means a lot. I mean, it might not, to be honest. It might just mean that we've destroyed all of existence. I'm just saying. But, uh, you know, oh, goodness gracious. And I think I think Bodie just sits and just rocks for a I, bit. Yeah, I don't think you can do any amount of good deeds in the world to make up for, you know, destroying existence. I think you're kind of stuck with that one, yep, you know? Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. I'll just sit yeah. and ponder that for a bit, <laughs> to be honest. So, you are all uh, in this elven town hall. It's sort of uh, like one of those Viking longhouses. Love it. It's filled with elves, many of whom you don't know, and simply would have had no recourse for knowing, because they appear to have been from a different plane, which conceptually is difficult. Mm-hmm. You feel as though everyone who's going to be there is there. All right. So I assume that no one else is taking the, like, head of the... Yeah, no one is standing where the grung would stand. Yeah, cool. I'm going to go stand there. In fact, it's weird. It's almost... You know where sheep are somewhere where they don't know how they got there? Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of them and they don't know what Mm -hmm. to do because no one's shown them or told them what to do. So they just kind of stand there and are waiting. Aww. That's the sort of energy that all of these people have. Yeah, so he's going to go stand there and he's going to just kind of be like, all right, everybody, settle in. We're going to have a quick tete-a-tete and figure out what we want to do next and, you know, kind of gathering all the information together and then we're going to come back with a plan. So in the meantime, he starts kind of like telling people where they can go. If people are good at fishing, you know, go to this spot, but let's like, you know, all settle in here for the night. And he's going to just say that like, I don't want anybody leaving just in case some weird shit goes down. Uh, a voice pipes up from the crowd. It's an Oasian elf. Mm-hmm. But why would we leave? Well, that's a good point. So don't. <laughs> is there is there something that 
that we should know where where's the ground. We're gonna come back to you on all of this. Okay. We're gonna have an answer by tomorrow morning. By the morning. Okay. And like all the other voices sort of they sort of agree and nod. Mm -hmm. Are the Fey elves as agreeable to everything? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Crikey. Oh, I guess they can't lie. I tell you what, in character, everyone roll an insight check. <laughs> no, I got an eight. That was a, f a 13 on the dice, so 13. 16. Tyler, as you sort of watch this rather bizarre thing of these people being told something, asking a question, and then getting a frankly unsatisfactory answer, and they all just kind of go, oh yeah, sure. It occurs to you that like these elves will just believe anything you tell them. Oh, well, wow. that's convenient. Not a single elf since you've been here has lied to you, mm. and they all seem to take everything as is, and this seems to be carried across to some of these fey world elves as well. Your knowledge of history and lore and stuff like that isn't great, mm. but maybe... There's something weird going on there. Has that been something that, now noticing it, that we might have picked up from the crew members who are high elves? Uh, yeah. And looking back on previous elves I've known in Nakoti, like any criminals who were like running things or like sneaky people who were lying or doing any of that, where elves are always just very good at like not actively lying, but kind of bouncing around stuff. You just had this one criminal who always just went, yeah, I, I did murder that person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I did. That's a fair cop. <laughs> no, no, fair enough. You caught me, um, uh, you know. <laughs> you know, like, oh, where were you on this evening? Where wasn't I? Like, it's not a lie, but it's also not <laughs> yeah. the truth. Yeah. It's, it's, it is basically that um, double talk, things like that. Okay. They never outright lied or told a falsehood. Tyler just kind of sits with that in her brain. And actually... Thinking about it, has Skylar ever told a lie? I mean, what about the entire thing in style? It's a very good point. Except... What? Also, Skylar did believe a little bit that he was Jacques LeBlanc for a good Skyler, part of style. No, to, to Skylar's credit, Skylar was like, he was I, Jacques LeBlanc. I could be Jacques LeBlanc. Maybe I am. <laughs> um, am I the drama? This is my but birthright. That is, that is an interesting thought and an interesting... Uh, Interesting point of consideration. You're welcome, listeners. <laughs> so you guys are going to have a conversation. Are there any of these significant elves from Oasis that you would like to join that conversation? No. Great. Floor is yours. I guess Skylar would go into like, you know how at the back of long huts there's typically like a room. Yeah. He's going to kind of be like, let's just, let's go back here. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So how do you think that went, Skylar? <laughs> Oh shit, Skylar, you've walked into your appraisal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm just saying, you know, they're your people. Uh, well, I mean, only half now. Yeah, I think that they're coming from a history of brainwashing, so they'll pretty much go with whatever we tell them. Um, which ain't great, and I don't want to take advantage of it, but at least it does mean that they're manageable for now. As long as we just kind of assume a sense of authority over the situation whilst we figure shit out. D did we ever actually confirm that any of them were brainwashed in any way? Well, how would you want to have it confirmed? I don't know if the Grung was casting a spell or had some magic thing, but if it's just that they're a very believable bunch, mm. you know, that's you, not necessarily... You do know that there was no traces yeah. of enchantment magic. Yeah. yeah, but therefore, like, what's going on with them believe in everything like that's something to figure out yeah i've been mulling on that i think that might be an elven thing well i'm not like that i don't i'm not gullible am i i mean i guess you could tell me and then i'll believe you <sighs> i mean skyler you know that when you started your adventure you see your adventure when you first left oasis mm. you were very naive yes. 
and you did believe a lot of things that people told you at face value. Mm. It was actually traveling with the goblins that like mm. gave you a bit of a hard edge. But mm. you were unusual in Oasis because you did question what the grung was saying. That's true. I knew I was special. I mean, you know, you've been around other people other than elves for a long time. It could be... I mean, Bodhi, you know, you must know about the Fey Court more than us, right? Because honestly, it's not something I've ever heard of, and I'm kind of just nodding along yeah, same. with it at this point, but you seemed to recognize it. Uh, I mean, it. I, I know of it on an intellectual level. Um, I know of other p- that other planes exist. Um, have I ever been there? No. Um, okay, so it's another plane. It's not like a place, an island outside of the mists or anything. N- no, although that raises a good question, DM. Um, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> in this world, are the planes sort of like, do the scholars say that it's like um, layers on layers, like a SCOBY for a kombucha starter? Or is it, um, <laughs> so is it, is it sort of like different, uh, you know, spore uh uh, you know, spore colonies like in a like in a petri dish. Are we lasagna or are we tapas? <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually quite quite proud of those allegories, to be fair. But That's yours really were good. yours were very intelligent, yeah. and mine were what type of what um, type of food snack are we? <laughs> roll me history check, Bodie. Let's see how much of your book learning you remember, nerd. Yeah, nerd. That's a seventeen. Nice. Based on your readings and what you remember, your your approach to your education on the planes comes from a conjuration wizard perspective. Yes. Someone who tries to draw things from the different planes and use them for whatever or to traverse between the planes. It's mostly the traversal uh, that you are interested in. <laughs> Largely, yeah. Uh, it's difficult to say because the scholars argue in the various different books. There are people who take the layers on layers on layers approach. There are those who think that it's just different discs that are connected by phantasmal threads. Um, and there are others who believe that the planes, as they are, and there are many, are merely just people's own perceptions of the realities around them which was a particularly difficult read. But it's so prevalent to the extent that there was a religious textbook that you read based on a recommendation from, from someone else who was pursuing a similar subject that each of the gods, as they were, were responsible for their own planes. Ooh. And while there wasn't one allocated to the, the fae and the fairies and that sort of sylvan mm. aspect of things, it's entirely possible. I mean, Axel said that a god's power comes from those who believe in them. Maybe there's a god in charge of a different plane that none of you know about. But they believe in y'all. Or perhaps it's just layers on layers on layers. Or maybe the world is just stacked on the back of an ostrich, which is on the back of another ostrich, which is on Mm. the back of another ostrich, which is just on a boat sailing through the ethereal cosmos. All of that said, I don't actually know whether I've given you an answer. Sorry, what was the question? What is the fake court? (laughs) Sorry, I've had a really long day. Uh, I mean, we all have, to be fair. Um, But yeah, I I, I think the fake... Is is one of the planes? I think I went to a plane, another plane once. Really? Yeah. Which one? I want to say like death. I don't know. What? Maybe not. Tala being so relaxed about the fact that she thinks she travelled to the plane of death. There, there was a boat, and there was someone singing, but it was like for just like a split second, you know. Gotta be honest, that is badass as all hell, and Thanks. we will talk about that more. Um, 
look what what the okay like let's what, what the fuck are we gonna do with you know thousands of elves that have come here do we try and get them back to their plane do they just live here now like i don't want to be a dick but is that our responsibility like did we break the world are we to blame for ripping them from their home i mean look this doesn't really answer that point but the differentiation between a commune and a cult is very very well defined if they want to stay here yeah. under their own supervision as a collective group that is absolutely fine mm. if they want to go home that's a that's a different story i suppose but if and bodhi takes a big sigh and says if we are wanting to go down the path that we have been on this entire time the borders of the world are shrinking the mists are encroaching and whether or uh, whether or not that is to do with us or to do with axel we do have other things that we need to do to to stop them mm -hmm. right mm. i mean these are these are your people and some that are not uh skylar what do you think i was really hoping that getting rid of the grung would make the situation a lot easier clearly that has not happened my original goal was to come in remove the problem help establish at least a plan for how they're gonna run themselves and then let them get on with it because i ain't the oldest one or the wisest one here i'm just the one that had the balls to get out that was my plan was to let them govern themselves and figure out what they want to do so i suggest that we maybe encourage them to have a vote and then they can pick who they want in charge i just want them to be happy and able to make their own decision as for the other elves that are here now it's the same i mean the river of these people runs a certain way and that is towards belief right the grung damned that river and redirected it to flow in a different direction mm -hmm. all we've done is unplug that dam that river's still gonna flow Yal was their faith mm -hmm. before the grung ever came if we put them on the right track again mm. maybe that's enough governance mm. maybe that's enough to give them a good life yeah maybe i mean i know one thing and that is that right now when you've got a god who's trying to go against the very fabric of how nature works and how the universe functions y'all is the one that you want to be behind like let's just get back to fucking nature man like not <laughs> not this not this in the room that you're in you hear a voice coming from uh, one of the corners about seven or eight feet in the sky. Oh, what the hell? Oh, shit. You, you hear a voice say, Well, that is certainly a fine suggestion. But may I suggest another one? Oh, my God. This glamour drops. This invisibility falls almost like petals cascading down. And you all see the most Ooh. handsome, Ooh. beautiful, androgynous-looking figure with incredibly sharp features, long silver straight hair like a waterfall, skin that like is almost pearlescent, Ooh, cool. and a set of what you suspect are like moth wings what? draped down their back. Notably on their head is a delicate looking crown that seems to almost be made of starlight. And they say, uh, wow, that isn't, Excellent suggestion. I was 
waiting for an opportunity to introduce myself. I'm I'm King Hyder. Oh. oh, King Skylar, I presume. Why, yes, indeed. Tyler just like Snickers. <laughs> just let me have this. Let me have something. Look, I'm sorry, bud, but you're so unelected. I'm just gonna <laughs> That's back- not how kings work. <laughs> I'm going to back away behind Tyler and just peek, King- peek kings around Tyler. Kings don't get elected. Kings are born. Yeah, okay, bud, you weren't born either. <laughs> King Hyder just extends a hand towards you, Skylar, and it, mm-hmm. this is a very tall being. Did you say eight foot? Yeah, eight oh, foot. Fuck their me. hands are very long. Their, their nails are Ooh. elegantly manicured. He extends a hand towards you, Skylar, gesturing for like a handshake mm-hmm. or, or some sort of formal greeting. My hand must be like the size of a finger if he's eight foot. It is sort of like a child putting their hand in an adult's hand, yeah. Oh, well, he's going to stand up very straight and shake <laughs> his hand. I don't. Yeah, I don't I believe you for a second. <laughs> you do so. Uh, their hand is it's quite cold but like in a refreshing way oh okay sure more like their hand is the first autumnal breeze that rushes in after an oppressive summer oh okay sure I would really like to insight this person yeah absolutely roll insight that is a 19 19 Tali take 3 psychic damage do I? yeah Tala immediately, feeling it hurt her brain, pulls out her trident oh. and like looks slightly pissed. Their head sort of snaps towards you, Tala. Oh, there's there's no need for that. I take it you question something I said. I, I'm just wondering what you're doing here. You know, we've been talking for like 10 minutes and you could have shown yourself the second we walked in and yet you hung out in the corner, invisible, just eavesdropping. Tala, you take four psychic damage. Ooh. I do I do apologize. I, I try and be as honest as possible wherever I, wherever I go. Please understand, it is my nature to speak only the truth. So if I question what you say, I get hurt? That is a statement of truth. It is not made by me or for me. It is just the nature of my being. So if I don't believe what you say, I get hurt. Not just you. Well, that applies to anyone. Okay, that's shady as fuck. Um, This face sort of turns to you, Tala, and you don't watch the expression change, but it's like a flip tile just sort of ripples down their face. And it sort of goes from this pleasant demeanor to just being a little bit more angular and slightly more cat eyes. There's There's a little bit of darkness there. Well, we cannot help the nature of our being. Now, King Skylar, the face sort of returns to how it was. King Skylar, you were proposing a democratically elected leader? Yeah, I I figured that would be a smart idea. Well, there are none more democratically elected than I. I think Tala telepathically says to the group, she's like, I think we've just found the reason why elves are predisposed to believe everything. If they've been through centuries of Mm -hmm. pain every time they question something. And she's just like smiling sweetly Mm -hmm. at this creature while she says it. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Right, so you've been elected, have you? Of course. How did that uh, go? Who were you? Who was your opponent? It was everyone. We all have a fair chance to be the leaders of the Fae Court. And why did you win? Because I was the best choice. Because if people questioned what you said, it would hurt their brain, so they learned not to question anything. Ah, that was not until I became king. Uh, he he will look at you all and go, I see. I perhaps should have made my presence more known. I did not know what your intentions were, so I shall. Go and speak to my people and leave you to your discussions. Before you, before you do that, just if you can't lie to us, yes. do you know who Axel is? Do I know who Axel is? Yes. Yes. Goodbye. Have you uh, made whoa, a bargain whoa, 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 with him? And turns invisible. You, you can't see oh. them. I mean, that's a yes. Oh. <gasps> I think Bodhi just is staring at the door for a second, just kind of slowly turns around and goes, I mean, look, I'm just saying, if they are the 
ruler of the Fey realm. Would it be such a bad idea to let them rule here? I have no idea who that person is. Uh, yeah, uh, abso- I don't know them. <laughs> he doesn't even go here. Absolutely, but if it is a democratically chosen... Well, they might. They might. Yeah, they if might. they got to do it. democratically chosen, then it could be anyone that you don't know. Do you know what I mean? I mean, the con is that if you don't believe or question them, it hurts your brain. Yeah, but don't the pro is their heart. Yeah, I mean, that ain't a reason so, to elect someone, no matter how much I'm going to try and make that the centre of my campaign. The pro of the con that you just mentioned is that it seemed as though that little predicament didn't actually happen until they became elected. So actually, you know, you could argue that that, that is kind of a, a built-in mechanism of elven culture. Does that mean that if Skylar is fake king at the moment, that if we try and question Skylar, it'll hurt our brain? Why don't you try? I've already taken some damage. I don't know. I feel like everyone's been questioning everything I do all the times. So. Oh, bull, bullshit, Skylar. Shut up. <gasps> Does Bodie need to take any damage? <laughs> Bodie, you take three psychic damage. <laughs> I called it. Alicia ow, did ow, it. And actually, you, you see as uh, Mateo and Alfred both wince as well. They were also both questioning Skylar, what apparently. What sass were you guys giving me? Okay. What would happen if we put the crown on, like, Alfred? Like, what if the crown is the thing that does it? I ain't giving away my crown. <laughs> but that, that, that kind of tests the, the, the theory, right? I, I feel like that's a positive. It's a merit of ruling as an elven or a fey being is that um, you are... If you're in charge, you can't be questioned upon pain? Well, if, if you're in charge, you can't lie, surely. But just because you're not lying doesn't mean that you're good. You could be incredibly honest about doing huh. shit things. Yeah, mm. yeah. That's actually a really good point. Honesty and morality are not mutually exclusive. If we were to democratically elect someone that seems to be... Skylar, I hate to say this if, if this is uh, incorrect, but it sounds a little bit like you want to elect from the, the Oasian elves. Um, no. If we were to, no? No, that's not what I'm saying. Oh, great. Then let's, yeah, let's, uh, let's hold an election and see who comes out on top. Yeah, I'm saying I think there should be an equal split. Let them all, like, put someone forward. I don't know, give them, like, six positions, three from mm. each. Let them pick. Mm. And mm. then you'll give someone your crown? Oh, this is my crown. As you're having this conversation, your ears turn to the sounds happening outside. Um, and it's the sound of large, heavy footsteps. And if the camera were to pan out, you would see a hut <gasps> on a large pair of chicken legs. Gordon Bennett. Just walking its way into town, sauntering, some might say, with Hather sat on the front porch in a rocking chair, drinking a cup of tea. And that is where we're going to leave that session. Oh my gosh. Shit. Can our heroes trust what Axel says? Will the residents of Oasis, new and old, be able to live in harmony? And why has Hather's hut come into town? Save your questions for next time on Dice and a Slice. Okay, hang on, because look, tell me, how old would Aragorn be? Because I feel like he must be in his 40s, 50s. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's so sexy and sprightly. In the Twin Towers, Aragorn casually mentions that he's actually 87 years old. <gasps> yes, but he's he's an... Um, oh, God, the, the listeners are going to hate us now. He's, he's, he's one of the Dundane. Dunedain. Dunedain. What the fuck are they? They're not quite half-elves. They're like blessed humans. Mm. Blessed. He is a blessed human, to be fair. Aragorn. <laughs> <laughs>